Hello, I'm Kim McQueen, and you've found our amazing podcast, Take This Job and Shove It, A History of Ill-Fated Employment. I'm here with Deb and Virginia and Retta and Rob, and they're all going to tell you their stories, and maybe I'll figure out how to tell mine, but I I have had so many shit jobs that we're just going to start with uh, Deb. Deb, I'm going to pass the mic to you. And you're going to have at it. My guess is we've all had a lot of shit jobs. (laughs) My guess is a lot of them happened when we were pretty young. So one that I remember that's always stayed in the back of my head was I was hired as a cashier at a drugstore on Church Street when I was probably 17. And all I wanted at that point was money because I just wanted to get the hell out of my house. And I had been in there maybe three or four weeks. And granted, you know, my long-haired friends... uh, might have come in the store a bit and I don't know if they took stuff or whatever but I'll never forget one day after work after cashing out two men who owned the store or something took me out back with the cash register and counted through all the money and it was ten dollars short and accused me of it and I know that I did not mess up that day and it always pissed me off but they needed me out of there if they could have just been honest and said keep your friends out of there or had something like that that might have worked but it didn't work the way it went. That's cold. That's my story. There have been a few others. So then you back the car probably, right? There you go. Good idea. You can direct. And now we're going to talk to Virginia. Once I... Yeah. Do, I think, you I think like, we're still oh, recording. What a tale of woe. <laughs> Shouldn't you do something like that? We'll yeah, do that after hers. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Say that. What a tale of woe. <laughs> Virginia, tell us about your ill-fated employment experience. Thankfully, mine didn't involve being accused of theft. (laughs) (laughs) However, I was very young, and it was between high school and college. I took a couple years off and got a job with this. I was living in Louisville, Kentucky at the time, and got a job with this insurance adjuster whose name was Barra F. Langford III. (laughs) And he called me Ms. Ginger, because Ginger was my nickname. And I was just a file clerk and a typist. And Barra F. Langford hated my guts. He did not like women, I don't think, at all. Um, it, It wasn't really, nothing specific happened except that I only lasted maybe seven months and I was so lippy to him that he fired me. <laughs> Good for you. I think we're supposed to chit chat. Yeah. Oh yes. That's, That's Rob in the background there. I just want to make sure we're still recording. Excellent. Yes yeah, so now let's talk to Retta in the beautiful blue shirt. Ready Thank to you. tell us her experience. Thank you. Well, there must be something about the insurance industry. <laughs> because my worst job ever was, I had just gotten my MBA. I was dirt poor, so I was working temp jobs. And I was living in Boston. And I got a job doing, I don't even know what I was doing. I just sat at a desk in a sea of cubicles, completely dead zone space. 
and the supervisor sat sort of in this corner, in the corner, in an office corner, corner office behind me. So I was right near where she was sitting, and there was this whole sea of cubicles. And all I can remember is going through paper after paper after paper, doing something. But for some reason, <laughs> I had reason to laugh occasionally. And she got mad at me, not because I laughed too loud in this sea of cubicles, but I laughed too long. So that was it. That was my last experience with insurance. Thank you very much. You got the last long laugh. I don't know even know what she meant. <laughs> Could you do your long laugh no, for I us now? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Rob is rounding out our group, and I think he's got some experiences experiences to share that do not have anything to do with insurance. Um, 1996, New York City. I'm graduating with a fresh Bachelor in Fine Arts. My dad was not psyched. But he was psyched when I went and applied for a thousand jobs as a waiter because I heard that's what you're supposed to do when you're breaking into showbiz is be a waiter. And I got a job at the Blarney Stone, which was a very... Uh, very boozy lunch spot for Wall Street billionaires and their entourages. Um, and I was pretty psyched. I called my entire family. I rollerbladed back home. I put on my best black uh, trailing um, accoutrement and headed there and got fired within two hours. <laughs> This was a restaurant, you were unable to write the orders down, you had to have PLUs, and every single drink was a Manhattan sidecar with a twist of lemon and two fingers of gin and this and that, and I managed to uh, spill three or four drinks, um, and then I was given the job of filling the salt and pepper shakers <laughs> in the back room with the dishwashers all knowing that the axe was coming down and I filled the last of the pepper shakers and she came up to me and said, it ain't gonna work out, honey. <laughs> and so I went home and two hours later realized that I had forgotten my rollerblades at the restaurant. <laughs> Did you get them back? No, and no. I've never been a waiter and I never learned a PLU in my life. Well. <laughs> I'll round out our little story. Um, with uh, an accounting of one of the times that I thought that I w could be a PR person, and I have since decided I, I don't I don't know how to I can't do it. Um, I used to have to be the one to you know call up the reporters and and tell them about our new report, you know, and I, and I and I just couldn't do it. And like I would I had one reporter who was a friend, and so I called him and I'm like, okay, I'm done, and so. I just hated it. I just wasn't good at it. And I, I wanted to do something else, but I was kind of stuck um, in this job. As I was in Florida, in Tallahassee, with a bun bunch of Republicans. And um, we ha I was charged with having, definitely, I was, I was charged with having a, uh, conducting a press, um, uh, a press conference. But I couldn't call anybody and then I called like one or two people and they were like yeah I'm not coming to your press conference and um, it was at the Breakers Hotel and I'm supposed to have this press conference at the Breakers Hotel with this huge organization that had something to do with taxes and 
I, so I faked it. I got a couple of reporter friends to come and pretend like they were taking notes. And then I got a couple of people on our staff to just be there for moral support, I told them. They were really actually the only audience for the fake press conference. I've never told anyone this. And now I'm, I'm telling our audience for our new show, take this job and shove it. You planted the reporters. Yeah. I planted the reporters, yeah. Yeah. They were, they, were, they were nice to me. They felt bad for me. All right. Signing out now. This is Kim and Deb, Deb and Virginia. Virginia. May you always have better jobs than these. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, America. We love you.